morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Evan with Cotton Branch Farm Sanctuary. You are listening to part three of our series. So you think you want a teacup pig. Hope you enjoy. Also, when we're talking about you know, behavior, a lot of people make the mistake that pigs are like dogs and they could coexist peacefully, right? Yes. So what's the truth? The truth is yes and no. Dogs and pigs absolutely speak different languages. Pigs are herd animals. Pigs, when they come into a home, they want to find their place within the herd. So if there's a dog, you know, a pig may try to boss that dog. The dogs a lot of times do not respond very well to that. We see a lot of pigs come in who are missing ears or tails or have huge puncture wounds. Some have been killed by dogs. And, you know, even pigs and dogs who have coexisted and lived together and slept together and been friends for years, sometimes the dog will turn and attack the pig. So can they live together? Yes, but we recommend always monitoring them when they're together. What does that look like? Um, for us, because, and I mean, we had a pug and a Bichon. So, I mean, by the time Oliver was nine months old, he was twice the size of our pug. That said, pigs have flat teeth, dogs have sharp teeth. So we still monitored them. So when they were outside, if Oliver went outside, when the dogs were outside, we were with them. If they were inside, we were with them. If we went somewhere, Oliver had his room and the dogs were in another room. And that is because we wanted to always be there to make sure, you know, and I've seen Oliver try to boss the, uh, the dogs before. And, you know, Kinsey, our Bichon was kind of like whatever, but our pug would get aggravated sometime and he would growl at him. So, you know, we always, wanted to monitor them together and we never left them alone together. Yep. Cats, on the other hand, our cats loved the pigs. Traditionally, pigs and cats tend to get along really well. I think they, they kind of think alike in many ways. So uh, we haven't really seen an issue there. It's, it's always with dogs. Yep. And then the big one. Oh, and children. So let's talk a little bit about children um, because it is also a misconception, a huge one, I think, in, in, the, in the pig community is that, oh, I'm going to get this little piglet and my, my child can grow up with this piglet and, and they can be best friends, right? And I hear about that all the time. What's the truth? And again, that's a yes and no answer too, just like with dogs for me. Going back to the herd mentality, pigs are trying to find their order within their home, especially a single pig. So they are going to basically try to boss a child, especially because that child is closer to their size. They're a smaller human and they're great techniques for correcting a pig is called move the pig, MTP for short. Lots of pig parents know that abbreviation. 
And it's basically doing to the pig what their mom would do, which is push them away, move their feet, and you tell them no. Well, it's easy for an adult to do that, and they understand their pecking order, per se, at that point. Okay, well, I'm not the boss of this adult. It's difficult for a child to do that, especially a smaller child, uh, especially when the pig becomes larger and grows. So some people will stand with their child if the pig is aggressive or trying to boss the child. They may take the child's hand with their hand and push the pig away. So the pig's understanding is that the child is moving them. Because basically what happens, if the pig is bossing a child and you as the adult go over and move the pig and tell them no, it does nothing to change their behavior towards the child because they still understand. They understand you're the boss already. So that's all that's re reinstilling in their head is, okay, yeah, you're the boss and told me to stop. I'll go away for now. But as soon as you're not looking, I'm going to come back and boss this little kid. So, you know, that can be an issue. Also the issue of giving them treats and the kids sticking their, you know, their, their hands in their mouths, it's the same precautions you would take with a dog. So it kind of goes back to not leaving your child unattended with your pig too. And frankly, more for the protection of the child than the pig at that point. Yes. But can they get along? Absolutely. Can they be friends? Absolutely. It just takes a little extra patience, a little extra training. And, you know, it does take that pig understanding that they're not the boss of that child. And this is where a lot of times we recommend always having at least a pair of pigs as companions because that generally will take care of their need to boss anyone else in the home if they have a pig friend because one will be the boss, one will be the subordinate, and that's all they require. They want that pecking order of I'm either boss or I'm being bossed, and they're happy. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when we're talking about the pig inside the home and the pig outside the home, people, the, breed, the breeders like to say this, um, you can have a strictly indoor animal um, pig in, with the litter box and it's fine. But we are here to tell you a strictly indoor pig is, I would call it abuse. Yeah. And it's it, it's not beneficial to the pig to be, what's the word, robbed of their time outdoors where they naturally have fun. They naturally root around. They naturally roll around in the mud because it's hot. They, they do all the things normal pigs do. And so we take the position that a strictly indoor pig is animal abuse. And I know that's a strong statement, right, Josh? Why, why, do yes. we, why do we take that position? No, I think you hit the nail on the head, really, is you're robbing them not only of a lot of their natural behavior, but you're robbing them of things they literally need for their health. It is not uncommon. You can look at a pig who has spent their life even a year 
strictly indoors and you can see the deficiencies they have from not being outside, not getting vitamin D from the sun, not getting minerals from rooting in the dirt and not being able to graze on grass. So there's a lot of, of things. And then you're going to usually that's when you run into behavioral problems with pigs. And that is because they are not happy strictly being indoors. They enjoy their outside time. Now, you know, our pigs, when they are indoor, outdoor, sure, they like coming in and hanging out with us. You'll especially find that with a single pig. It's because they're getting bored outside by themselves if you're not out there with them. So they want to come in and have some activity, but they may want to come in and cool off. They may want to come in and get warm if it's cold outside, but they do enjoy their outside time. And, you know, we really saw that more once we added our second pig that our first pig, Oliver, wanted to spend more time outside because he had a playmate outside now and he didn't want to come in as much. He enjoyed lounging even outside with Winston in the sun and enjoyed rooting and playing and doing pig things outdoors. So yes, I think, you know, you're robbing them a lot of their natural behavior and even things that would, would help them stay healthy. Thank you for listening to part three of So You Think You Want a Teacup Pig. Stay tuned for next week's episode, part four. Thank you all for listening.